Hey guys, thanks for joining us for this episode of Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. This is Jamie. I'm here because I've got a special announcement to make before we get into things. You know, in late 2017, when I'd evacuated Florida for Hurricane Irma, I had an idea to create an album inspired by Fred Rogers, tentatively entitled Mr. Rogers of the Rap Game. You know, I was particularly moved by the loving legacy of Mr. Rogers and, you know, all that he taught and exemplified in his life. And I was scheduled to record an album, this album, March 2020 in Texas. I had to cancel my trip due to, you know, a new little virus that seemed to be getting around a lot at the time. Um, that interruption, all the cultural divisions that followed, convinced me that this record and its message were more important than ever for me to release. And it ultimately led to a rewrite and a revision of much of the album to a few new songs and particularly to a song I call Recording in Progress. This week, that's right, this Saturday, November 19th, will be 20 freaking years since the first label release by Royal Ruckus. And so, to celebrate that monumental milestone, we're dropping a single and a music video on that day, and I'll be hosting a live stream on Saturday to celebrate the occasion. You can find out all about this live stream if you hop on the Royal Ruckus Facebook page or Twitter feed. You can click the link. And you can say if you're going, join us for the live stream. And also, if you're uh, if you're into YouTube, go to YouTube. Subscribe to our channel for updates because when that debuts at 8 p.m., you'll get notified. Peace. Got a beard and it's looking something fierce. Having beers with my beers and talking rap careers. Reflecting on the years, connecting on the tears. Shipwreck faith ain't always as appears. I'm bringing you fresh music, I'm bringing fresh ideas. I'm bringing you the dudes in the indie music beers. Chilling after shows and talking about the pain with people who learned how to face it and be sane. Sipping on a brew, doing interviews. No topics off the table, but we focus on breakthroughs. So kick up your feet, we're gonna put it in check. You're listening to Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. One, two, one, two, a mic check, stone bounce, Royal Ruckus on the scene, just to announce. We got the brews, we got the beards, tasty interviews for your ears to hear. One, two, one, two, a mic check, stone bounce, Royal Ruckus on the scene, just to announce. We got the brews, we got the beards, tasty interviews for your ears to hear. Hi, I'm Melissa Bielitich, and you're listening to Everyday Orthodox on Ancient Faith Radio. Here tonight, we have a wonderful guest. I'm very excited to introduce him. And as you know, every Sunday night, we're getting together with someone new, with someone interesting, another Orthodox Christian, because I feel like we are worshiping, you know, in so many different we're all the same, right? We're all Orthodox, but we're so divided up between different jurisdictions and different languages. And I meet people and find out that they've been living down the street from me and they're Orthodox and I never met them. So I feel like this is our opportunity to get together and get to know someone new all the time, someone from a different region, a different jurisdiction, someone uh, who knows who maybe lives right down the street that you haven't met yet. So tonight uh, we're here with Jamie Bennett and I'm so excited. Oh, I should tell you, of course, you know who else is here. Matushka Trudy Richter. Matushka Trudy is producing the call and the show, and she's taking your calls. So you can call us at 1-855-AF-RADIO. That's 1-855-237-2346, and you'll get to talk to the wonderful Matushka Trudy. And you can ask any questions that you'd like of our guests. So you're always welcome to join the conversation. But uh, at any rate, 
All right, without any further ado, I'm very excited to introduce our guest, who's a friend of mine. Jamie Bennett is with us tonight. And for those of you who are regular listeners, you might be saying, wait a minute, you already interviewed Jamie Bennett. And we did. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a couple years, and it's time to catch up and see what Jamie's been up to, because I assure you, there's a lot. There's a lot to tell, actually. And for those of you who didn't meet him before, uh, Jamie's from South Florida. He's a catechist and a Sunday school teacher. Mm. He works in the insurance industry. And he's a podcaster, and he also raps on the side. He's an Orthodox mm. rapper, which is awesome. Uh, but he has a new podcast lately. It's so cool. I like all of Jamie's wow. old podcasts, too, but this one is really neat. It's called The Bad Books of the Bible. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that and find out what on earth he means. But uh, the other big thing, Jamie, there's big news, because since we last spoke, you got married and you had a son. And I'm so excited for you. So congratulations. Hey, thanks. And uh, appreciate you having me on. Um, oh, we're always happy to have you on. That's awesome. It's really, you know, really after good. everything you said, though, I think that wraps up the show. It's been great being on. Done. Yeah, thanks so much, Jamie. <laughs> All right, come back in a couple of years, and I'll tell everybody what you've done. <laughs> That's right. Well, <laughs> no, that was a great summary, and like, it, like I <laughs> almost ran out of breath with that summary. It was so good. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Are no, you making I, fun I, of me because of my asthma? Because you know, like, <laughs> I am a little out of breath, in fact. But uh, no, was, actually, I. It, it's been a lot that has happened though since I mean it was only what like I think two years ago that I was on and I think you know we were talking mostly about my you know rippity raps uh, with Royal Ruckus. Yes, and, you had just got, you know, come out with that album that I loved very very much. Um, yeah, I think Unexpected Joy. I was Unexpected actually in Joy. Austin. Yes. So I actually got to be in the studio with you, which was super cool. That's right. Uh, That's but, very rare. Very rare and exciting thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and I you know I loved it because you get that in person dynamic um, that that you miss a little bit even on Zoom. Uh, I've learned during the pandemic, right? There's this little bit of a delay. Um, yeah, but I, I'm I'm telling you though, tonight we are going to get into some really great stuff, and I'm pretty excited to talk about the the new podcast and everything, but also ordinary life because that's what your show is about. That's right. That's absolutely right. And and it really has been a couple of big years. I think you were here, it was like March of 2019, if I'm correct. Uh, I think maybe, I, something no, like that. No, be, uh, the reason I remember is because uh, it was in August, because it was around Dormition. Oh, right. And, of course. Of course, because the album. That's, yeah, yeah. that's when we released the album. You released Dormition, it for Dormition. So. Okay. And that's also, like literally the only reason I remember. So, <laughs> but it's a good <laughs> reason. Holiday. It's yeah. a good reason, and truly, that is. I still love. I love that album. I listen to it sometimes, and it's that. just it's beautiful. But uh, well, especially the. I, I guess beautiful is a weird word for a rap album, but I like it. It's just good. <laughs> but anyway, uh, before we go too far, also talking about music, I uh, yeah. we we played our new theme tonight, which we've been playing for the last couple oh of gosh. weeks, and it's awesome. And uh, I want so to thank you. You put us in touch with our awesome composer, uh, who took care of that, right? Now, so he's yeah. your part. He was your partner in Royal Ruckus on that album too, right? Yeah, yeah. Mike Walker. Uh, I think I think the name he uses for his music is MP Walker, but he's the other half yes. of my music group, Royal Ruckus. Uh, we've been making music together since we were in high school, and he's also the one who does the music for um, my Bad Books podcast, which we'll talk about later. But uh, I, I was really glad to make that connection, and the guy is just so talented. You know, he, he plays is. like 
eight instruments and has more talent in his pinky than I got in my whole body, you know? Now, he's so cool, too. It was fun, too, because when I got in touch with him, he's like, oh, I have I have several different things I've been working on. You can listen to a couple of them. It's like, oh, awesome. <laughs> like, I get to go into his vault and, like, yeah. hear some of what he's been doing. And, of course, yeah. it's all it's all good. It's so good. But, uh, okay, well, let's talk about you. So when you were sure. last around, you and I, in fact, kind of go way back, and at different times we'd see each other and and you were always like a man who wanted to find a fam- had to find a wife and have right. a family and settle down. Right. And it's so hard as an yeah. a grown up single Orthodox person, right? Like not a college right. student Orthodox person, but like an adult with a career and a real life trying to figure out how do you meet the right yeah. Orthodox person. And I know we used to talk about that and, and sure. you know, I'd be like, oh, there's a girl over here at my parish come to, or a woman, right. you know, yeah. there's a tw- yeah. 26 year old girl over here at yeah. my parish, come see her. But uh, <laughs> tell me, tell me a little bit about that. What was that like for you? Were you getting real frustrated? And then how'd you meet your wife? Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely. If I'm being honest, I was pretty discouraged. Uh, when, when I met her. Um, so that was, she was very unexpected, uh, when she yeah. came in, in, into my world. Yeah. I was doing a, a number of things, you know, I tried the, you know, there's an orthodoxy and single website, which, you know, I got on there and I recommend that to people. It's a great, great thing. I just couldn't find anybody that was even in my area at the time. Yeah. Um, so well, that's you know, the thing about that. Like we should put in that plug because, um, oh, absolutely. the problem, the problem with orthodoxy and orthodox and single is that yeah. there aren't enough Thank people you. on it. So you go right. on there and it's like you can put in your profile and you can look around and but the problem is even if you find someone they're going to be like in Lithuania or something because right. there just aren't that many people on there. But there are right. so many single orthodox people and if everybody would yeah. just jump on that thing, this could be a better world. But uh, you know, yeah, I, until you know, then I think there's there's probably more success in like bigger metropolitan areas. Like I felt like I got a lot of matches in Chicago. Uh, but you know, I live in South Florida and, and so that it wasn't super practical. It was harder to get the conversation started. So, you know, I also did some dating in, in the local scene and, uh, you know, I even tried out some of the dating apps and things and, um, you know, I was just feeling discouraged and I actually was added to an online Facebook group for Orthodox singles. Um, I didn't even ask to be part of this. Someone added me to the group, and that was back when I think you could just do that. You could just add right. someone to a group. And <laughs> honestly, I was trolling the group. And uh, John Loveland of yeah. the, this little insider. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet you John added you to friends. the group. <laughs> you know, John no, added actually, me to I, some groups too. <laughs> see, I, I added him, and he helped me troll. Ah. And Polina was in that group. And I ended up connecting with her. Um, You know, she kind of trolled us back. And it became kind of a funny thing. And, you know, so I wasn't even taking this group seriously. And then one day I just stumbled across the person who ended up becoming my wife. But even then, we were on opposite sides of the country. So we had to do the long distance dating thing. Fortunately, you know, I travel a lot. I, I get around quite a bit. I have a, you know, job that is through my laptop. So I can take my job on the go. So, you know, we did have some advantages that made long distance dating a little easier, but it was still tough. Um, But, you know, a few years of that, and then uh, she moved here right before the pandemic. And uh, we, we ended up getting married during the pandemic. And it's just been, it's been a great blessing to have her and, um, you know, be in her life and her, her family's come out to see us. My family's come out to see us. Um, 
And I, oh, I forgot what your question was, but uh, I, know, I will me say, too. you know, the end, <laughs> the end of it is we have a baby now. So that's exciting. That's right. Well, I love <laughs> too that, right? It is exciting. Well, I love that. I just, I've been thinking about it because I know a number of young unmarried and not, not young, young, right? But like sure. late 20s, 30s, early 40s. And it's like, how on earth do I meet someone? And, you know, and it's yeah. kind of like, well, travel around, go to different parishes. And, and that seems like it's going to work. And then if it doesn't work after a while, you start, like you said, you get frustrated and, and people yeah. start going through this debate of like, well, do I, should I widen the net? Should I start dating people who aren't Orthodox and just kind of hope for the yeah. best? Or what do I do? And it is, it's, it's hard to figure out where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do. And I was just so impressed because you found an unusually beautiful and intelligent <laughs> and wonderful wife. Like she, I remember yeah. when I first saw, you know, your little picture on Facebook where it was like in a relationship and, you know, here's this gorgeous blonde <laughs> with Jamie. She's awesome. But uh, yeah. I didn't realize that you had met her in a Facebook group. I might've known that back then, but that is, that's yeah. really neat. And it's a good point. You know, people, we make fun of dating apps and meeting online and stuff like that. But when you're in like a Facebook group, that's how you and I know each other, right? Like you really oh, can, you can have ongoing conversation with someone online and, and kind of get to know them. And granted, you got to meet them in person to make sure they are who they say. Right. Oh, but, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, and, that's really And that's neat. one of the things that was so special, I think, about how we, we did things, though. Uh, when I went out to see her, I think the first visit when I saw her I actually had dinner with her and her stepdad. And so like family was involved very early on. Uh, we went to church together, you know, uh, you know, their faith was part of it from the very start. So I think that connection made it, uh, you know, just a beautiful path. And, and of course, you know, when you think about stories too, like we're talking about like my own, you know, existential wandering in the wilderness, looking for a partner or something. Um, but like, you know, her story didn't start with me, you know, and like she's from Russia and like, she, you know, she was baptized in the last year of the Soviet Union wow. by an Orthodox priest in an apartment. You know, um, her, her, oh, her mother, cool. you know, becomes uh, these aren't really my stories, you know, but right. they're amazing. Like, like note her mother... to self, Polina is on show next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, tell her, absolutely. watch out. <laughs> yeah, or, even her mother, like her, you know, her mother converted to Christianity when she was raised in an atheist country. Yeah. Um, you know, when she was baptized, it was, uh, you know, at risking her own life and limb. And, you know, these people have this incredible story that got them eventually to America. And, like, you know, my little love story is just some stupid little fun thing that, you know, gets to come in there. And be part of something <laughs> else that's so much bigger, you know? Yeah, and it was, I do. It was ultimately our faith, uh, you know, that, that brought us together. Yet, you know, I'm a convert here in America. And, you know, she, she's being baptized in secret in the Soviet Union. Like, how cool is that? Right. Uh, that's so <laughs> what, like, that's, that's sort of an interesting thought, too, that. I'm always kind of fascinated by the way that orthodoxy has come back in the Soviet Union and like, you yeah. know, or, or in Russia now. But speaking to someone who worked at the Journal of the Moscow Patriarchate, you know, we're talking about articles for families on how to be orthodox with your kids and stuff. And they're looking for American sources. And I was like, how could that be possible that like a Russian sure. reader would have an American? But they're like, no, we're all in the same boat. We're all converts now. And it's wow. it, it's not the same boat. 
But it really is sort of fascinating to see that rebirth there and to think about mm-hmm. what that looks like to be a person who was raised in an orth- in a traditionally orthodox but really atheist society yeah. and then come into Seriously. orthodoxy and then for that to be layered with meeting an American convert and marrying him. Yeah. Like th- this is a story that couldn't have happened 100 years ago. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, That's super cool. Awesome. That's really neat. So d- was Polina in the in Russia for a long time? Like how old was she when she came over? Yeah, I think she was like 16 or 17. Oh, so, okay. Um, wow. So she's been an American for a while, but um but yeah, I mean she's fully Russian, you know, she grew she grew up there and um you know p- people can barely detect an accent on her um and she speaks so articulately. Um but there's still that beautiful touch of, of uh, Russian soul in her in her voice. Oh, that's cool. That's neat. Well, so how are you feeling? Like, do you? I guess you. It's hard to compare without knowing. But do you feel like you're married to a Russian, really, or like does that does that play into the dynamic with you guys? Is she sort of considerably different from Americans, or no, well, not so you know, much? In, in some ways, um, you know, she's more American than me. Right, because she loves this country in a way that's hard for me as someone simply born into it. Uh, loves yeah. the country, right? So, so it's kind of neat. She's Russian and she's American. You know, she doesn't have to choose between them. She's both. Um, but I think it does certainly make things interesting. And uh, of course, Gregory's pretty young, but um, as you might imagine from knowing me personally, we have a lot of books already for Gregory. <laughs> and and there there's english books and there's russian books you know so um so that stuff is is really cool and and wanting to honor that and understand uh russian customs and things like that that um i think are important to maintain those in our home Um, even if they're not natural to me uh they can be adopted Yes. Well, and as someone who, you know, I married into a Serbian Orthodox family and I got Mm -hmm. to adopt all those customs and it's so beautiful. Like it's so neat to be able to, to step in and be a part of that and to keep those traditions alive. Even, even if they're not your own traditions, they're such beautiful Orthodox traditions. It's neat to be a part of it. So I'm excited for you too. So tell me about (laughs) Gregory. Tell me uh, how, how, tell me the story of Gregory. Were you guys shocked to be pregnant? Were you thrilled? And what you know? How is everything yeah. going? Is everybody healthy and good? Yeah, you know, yeah, everything's going great. Uh, in fact, even his pediatrician is uh, the the deacon's brother from our church. So, oh, cool. Uh, we're we're in good hands. But yeah, you know, I, I found out that we were pregnant kind of in between trips. I was off to this conference and back and forth and um you know she gave me a sweet gift that actually had a little pair of adidas in there um and a pregnancy (laughs) test and it it was pretty cool um we were not entirely surprised but but you know we hadn't anticipated that so uh that's awesome it it did require some shuffling of plans of the year and um you know i do go to a lot of conferences for work so ended up clearing my calendar for most of the last quarter as far yep. as out of town trips go. So, and it's funny, you know, he's he's almost 3 months old. Um he's the smallest creature in the house and that's saying a lot cuz we have two little dogs as well. Um <laughs> but he runs the show, you know? Oh, like yeah. <laughs> It's oh, it's yeah. amazing how much power a little baby has. <laughs> right? He can get you up and out of that restaurant just like that. He can oh yeah. Like, yeah. Anything, right? Hop to, well, dad. Let's go. They're having like a, you know, like a church play 
um, at our church, and they asked if he would be baby Jesus, and we had to sadly decline because this boy has some lungs. <laughs> you know, it would not be a silent night in that church play, that's for sure. Yeah, it takes a certain a baby with a very certain calm presence. <laughs> and, you know, some babies can do that, right? I did not have a lot of babies like that myself. How did sure. you guys name him Gregory? Where'd you get that? You know, honestly, we, we started with uh, the due date and we opened up the Synaxarion. Nice. Um, so we, we just kind of went and looked at the lives of the saints. And it was actually the day before his due date was St. Gregory the Illuminator, um, the, the one who basically converted Armenia. And I'm like, he's an amazing saint. How cool would that be? And, and uh, Paulina liked the idea, and we've run with it. So Excellent. Was he born on that day or no? It's just a... No, and he yeah. actually ended up coming, coming early, um, but, it, but it was still great. And, and we, did, um, we did it privately at home, but like we did some naming prayers. I think yeah. you would normally do that after like a week, and we didn't know to do that, but we did after like a month. Um, oh. <laughs> but it was great because grandma got to be here instead of Baba got to be here. You know, his, his Russian grandmother oh, got to be good. here for that, and that was cool. Good. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, a lot of people don't know about the naming prayers. I didn't know until I think it was my third child got the naming prayers. The first two, you know, it was just like they were on their own till baptism. But uh, the naming prayers are beautiful, <laughs> right? The priest comes they over. Really it should be the eighth day and they come and yeah. they do all that. But what's funny is so many of us in the church just don't even know about it. And I'm not sure why. Right? Like, why doesn't anybody yeah. tell you that when you're pregnant? Like, note to everyone out there, all you Orthodox people, when you're at church, you see a pregnant lady, be like, oh, you know, go have the baby and we'll, on the eighth day, <laughs> you'll be doing the naming prayers and then we'll see you back after 40. Let them yeah. know, because we're not all born yeah. knowing that. We're really, well, we're uh, really not. We've, we even encountered some people didn't even know about the churching, you know, people yeah. in our own parish. Uh, so, you know, at, after 40 days, we come in and receive some prayers of blessing and the mother's welcome back to the church. And it's, it's this beautiful thing. Um, but if you don't know it's there and yep. if somebody doesn't tell you, <laughs> right. If no one tells you, you just show up at like day 52 and go to church. Right. And nobody knows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what happened with us too. And I think it's a similar thing where, um, you know, it was a big Serbian family, and they had also gone through communism. And, and so it was one of those situations. They didn't have priests around all the time. They weren't doing mm -hmm. all of the things they were baptizing at home. And, uh, you know, we just didn't know about any of that stuff, so we didn't do yeah. it. And then we switched over to an American church, and the priest is like, all right, I'll see you on the eighth day, and then on the 40th day, and this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's great. <laughs> it was great. We yeah. had no idea. Yeah. It was such a cool surprise. Yeah. But I'm glad you were able to fit that in on the first baby, even if it was a surprise and a little <laughs> off calendar. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thank God. Uh, that is great. Thank God. Absolutely. So I also saw that, uh, are you, I know you work in insurance and I yeah. know that you're on like a, is it like a statewide insurance community? What are you doing in insurance, sure. Jamie, before we move to all the podcasts and all sure. the creative stuff, I just want to know like, what, what do you do? Yeah, I, I, I do business development for a forensic engineering company. Um, essentially what we do is we fill a niche in the insurance industry, evaluating property damage. So I work with really smart people that look at property damage and kind of sleuth out what caused it. Um, so as a result, 
I work with a lot of attorneys, with a lot of insurance adjusters, you know, property managers, different stuff like that. Um, so I was recently elected president of the board of directors of the South Florida Claims Association, which is coming into its 90th year. And oh, wow. it's a not-for-profit like networking and educational organization, primarily for insurance adjusters. So it's kind of like it's a whole world that a lot of people know exists, but they don't know what it looks like. And but it's that's what I do. So well, that's that actually sounds much cooler than just saying I work in the insurance industry because we kind of think insurance <laughs> sounds sounds like oh you sell insurance right, but that forensics right. that's neat right like trying yeah, to figure out what caused stuff. what and divide it up and can we say that this was caused by natural cut was this caused by that right. whatever that's a big that's cool yeah. that's actually really it, quite neat. Sometimes they even get into, you know, fraud and things like that. So it's kind of like detective level stuff. So I really, I really enjoy it. I find it very interesting. So I love that. That's very cool. And also I would say if anyone pops to mind when someone says, who do you know who's good at like education and networking? I'd be like, that's Jamie Bennett right there. Cause he knows <laughs> everyone and he's an educator and he's all about both of those things. So I think that's super neat, but uh, yeah. Well, that's, thanks. That's great. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm happy for you. And uh, all right. So you also, the other thing, I just want to go one more personal thing and then we'll go to break okay. and we'll come back and we'll talk all about the bad books of the Bible. Cause actually I'm really fascinated with that too. But I noticed, so your mom just came out and met your son and yeah, you know, the grandmother's been awesome. coming. How is that going? Like, how is that with a larger family? Because I think for a first time parent, that's kind of an amazing thing, right? Like presenting yeah. this child and being like, okay, here's your grandbaby. And, uh, and they love their grandchildren so much. Right. It's so great. Well, you know, how has that been with you guys? So it, it's amazing. Uh, the, the difficult thing, of course, is our family is out west and, you know, we're here in South Florida. Yeah. So we had to do the first couple of weeks basically on our own. And, uh, and, and we did well. And, we, you know, I think we had some good bonding time. But then her mother was able to come out for a month. And then we had a couple of weeks on our own again, and then my mother for a couple of weeks. Well, that that's was a nice. huge help. And we are counting down the days till we get out to California and Arizona to visit everybody again. And and then also, like, I've got some grandmothers in their 90s. So, you know, I really want him yeah. to be able to meet and be held by his great grandmothers. So oh, we're very fantastic. much looking forward to, you know, introducing him to that larger family because nobody comes into this world fully alone we're part of a network of relationships and we want it we want to we want him to be right in the middle of all of that that's right and it's hard when you're across the country but on the other hand you also get this you know like you said you get this bonding time you get this beautiful close yeah. time and the truth is i feel like sometimes you know when when mom's real hormonal and the baby's new it's so good right. to have extra hands, but it's also so easy to get so frustrated with each other that maybe oh it's better. Maybe it's better, Jamie. I, I've been there a few times. I'm not going to say anything more. I'm just going to say I the way you. that you have done it is probably okay. But, uh, well, I appreciate that. We're having a good time. <laughs> That's excellent. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay. We're going to go for a short break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the bad books of the Bible and find out what all Jamie's been up to creatively. So we'll be right back with Jamie. Jamie Bennett. And welcome back to Everyday Orthodox. I'm Elisa Bielitich Davis, and I'm here tonight with Jamie Bennett. And of course, you're always welcome to call in and join this conversation if you like. It's 1 855 AF Radio. That's 1 855 237 2346. 
And uh, so Jamie and I, we've been talking about all about what's going on in his personal life, but now it's time to get on with your creative life, Jamie. Because so as we we mentioned at the top of this podcast, we were talking a little bit about Royal Ruckus and some yeah. of the music work that you've done. You've also done other podcasts, right? Like you did Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks, which yep. was awesome. And that That's still going. Um, Is it still going? A couple times a month. Yeah. I, I actually have somebody that I do the show with now, so... Uh, shout out to Nomadic Vagabond. Uh, <laughs> so he's he's great. He's he's into hip hop and he's an Orthodox convert like me. So I figured he'd be a good person to partner with uh, to take the Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks podcast to the next level. Um, and in other words, he shoulders a lot of the the load of producing the podcast, uh, which gives me a little bit more time to have room for all of these other things we've been talking about. So it's been a great partnership there. Ah, that's great. That's really good. And you used to be writing for Orthodoxy and Heterodoxy, Father Andrew's blog. Uh, But now you are doing a whole new podcast. And I just want to say, I feel like you've written for a lot of different things and in a lot of different places. And I feel like you've popped up all over the place. But right now is your primary focus on Bad Books of the Bible? Yeah, that's that's a big thing. Um, I I should also say though, I did join the Antiochian House of Studies, and I'm also in their master's program. Oh, cool! So I made that decision wow. during COVID around the same time that Joel Miller came to me with this bad books of the Bible idea, and I I had this grand ambition that I could do it all. Um, (laughs) and, and so far I am, but you know, it's, it's been a challenge. Um, but the nice thing is, uh, so like, for example, with the master's program, you know, it's a master's in theology, there's a spring project and, you know, sometimes people teach a Bible study or they create like a curriculum or something like that. Well, we were revving up to start bad books of the Bible. And so I pitched as my spring project that we would do (laughs) a podcast on Tobit. Perfect. And so, two birds with one stone. We got a podcast, and I got a grade. So excellent. We, well, and that's fair. <laughs> that's yeah. fair. I mean, a lot of people who like oh, so, so they teach a class or they write a curriculum. They were probably going to do that anyway for their parish or something. So it's yeah. good. It's yeah. very good. Yeah. How do you how do you like the program? And how much time is it? I mean, I know it's a lot of reading, right? It's a very reading oh, yeah. intensive program. Yeah. How's oh, that for it's a, a new great... dad? <laughs> like, are oh, you? My can you stay awake through all of those patristics? Like, what? What are you doing? What, how's it going? Yeah, Th- this has been the hardest semester, of course. Um, yeah. And I actually just finished the semester two nights ago, and it appears that I passed. So we're good. Yay! But I, I will say the phrase that I used uh, to describe this is: I said that I grossly underestimated how much time <laughs> it would require to have a newborn run a podcast that's basically a Bible study um, and, uh, you know, and and basically all of the above, all the things we, we talked about, like you just add And have a full-time job and, uh, you know. (laughs) Yes. But, you know, I I have had some assistance and, uh, you you know, we just kind of trying to see a lot of these things is not just things I'm doing. Obviously school is something I'm doing, but some of these other things are team effort. You know, so yeah. bad books of the Bible really couldn't couldn't really get off the ground if it was just me. You know, there, right. there's just way too many things. So it's a division of labor. Yeah. But, you know, but for the last the few years, I've done a lot of 
a lot of my podcasts and things have been, and books have been with a co-author. And I think it's so helpful. Like they keep you yeah. moving, you keep them. It just, it's a good energy and it's good for people yeah. who are real busy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. guess what, Jamie, we have a caller. We have someone nice. on the line who would like to speak with you. His name is Brady. And I believe you know him very, very well. Brady, are you there? Well, it's not a him. It's his sister. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, my, sorry about my, that. My mom gave us uh, both unisex names, you know. No, so I I'm like Jamie that about her. Brady. I like that. It keeps us all on our toes. It's excellent. Well, Brady, welcome. Welcome to the Hi. program. Yeah. Do I need to turn anything down? She said I had to turn something down. Well, I can't hear anything in the background, so I think you must have taken okay. care of it perfectly. I think we're all set. Did you have a question for your brother? <laughs> well, I've been listening in, and um, it's so funny because I'm I'm learning things about my little brother I never knew. I'm like, oh, all these all these times we get together, you never told me about Polina's story from Russia. <laughs> oh, well, you heard it here you first, to, folks. I know. I have to <laughs> listen to my celebrity brother to find those things out. No. <laughs> Oh, anyway, just um, I did I did have a question, but I wanted to um, first just say hello and I love you and I I hope oh, I can see you thanks, at Christmas. Brady. And um, it's nice to hear um, a little bit of your background before getting into the bad books because I'm curious about that too. But um, <laughs> my question for you is: How in the heck, after all the years of go into Calvary Bible and, and being, you know, um, mainstream, I guess, Christian, did you ever, sure. like, think to yourself, I think I want to go to a Russian Orthodox church? <laughs> sure. That's a good question. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and I, I should say my sister was actually there at my baptism. Um, I was. So, I, yeah, uh-huh. so uh, I think she took some of the photos. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, you know, it, that, that's a good question. So my my sister mentioned Calvary Bible Church, which is a non-denominational church where I was raised. And uh, yeah, so Brady, I, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll be sure to send you some stuff because I actually have some recordings where I go into more depth. But, you know, essentially for me, a lot of it came down to where is the church and, um, and where has it been all of this time? Um, yeah. And in particular, you, you probably remember, um, so for the listeners, my family was actually Mormon um, for generations, and we left the Mormon church when, when I was a toddler. Um, one of the things that was crucial for mom was that, you know, the Mormon church claimed to restore something, and she said, well... No, there were all always Christians. At some point, she had to. It had to dawn on her that the Mormon Church didn't restore something that was lost from the face of the earth. Right. So for me, I I asked the question. Well, then where is the church that Jesus established? And after a very long path of searching, I I came to the conclusion that the Orthodox Church was quite literally the church established by Christ uh, and passed down. From the apostles, so wow. that's it in a I nutshell. Didn't know that. hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. So, so you really came yeah. into it kind of from a historical perspective of just like how did all of these, how did all of this evolve, and what was going on, you know, before Luther? Like, wh- where was Christianity? That's that's yeah. Uh, well, and I I actually think the historical thing is is a really good way to look at it because like 
you know, Mormonism took me back to the 1830s, right? Um, you know, growing up non-denominational, though, that's more of a Reformation thing. And so we're talking the 1500s or 1700s and things like that. Um, and each time I studied a little bit more in my faith and started reading earlier writings, it just kept taking me earlier and earlier until I got to the early church fathers. And I thought it was strange that my beliefs didn't entirely line up with theirs. Now, in surprising and wonderful ways, uh, there were many things that the early church fathers and the Orthodox Church teaches that I grew up with at Calvary Bible. You know, yeah. the Trinity was very important to us growing up, you know. So so there's lots of things that are are fully the same, but there there definitely was, you know, an embrace of something more. Yeah. Absolutely. Huh. Oh, well, that's and fascinating. And I just thought it was the beards and the vodka. <laughs> <laughs> the beards and the vodka helped. <laughs> yeah, that's what made him feel at home, though, right? That's right. Sorry, I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Brady, thank you so much. That was awesome. Thank yeah, you so much for calling in. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> Good I night. Read. <laughs> that's fantastic i love that I've well, had and the vodka truth is, at the metropolitan's house you know this is sometimes how it goes <laughs> so i mean this is a big part of it this is no it's it is uh it's kind of a bonus that comes in later yeah, i think but uh for sure. but yeah i think that's that's a neat way to have come to it actually and that's maybe not that uncommon either you know i think i think yeah. there are a lot of people who'll be sometimes even in seminary for, yeah. for some particular denomination, right? And they'll be looking at it and going, wait a minute, you know, these church fathers, how come, where did we, yeah. why are we parted? Why are we parted well, and, ways? And what were they doing? You know, I loved Luther. And here's Luther quoting fathers left and right. And at some point you wonder, well, is he using them right? And sometimes the answer is yes, actually. But when you start reading the fathers, then you, you start getting a different feel. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, well, let's talk about the new podcast, Bad Books of the Bible. You brought up yeah. Tobit, and yeah. Tobit is just one of my favorite things. But of course, I wasn't raised so with Tobit because, yeah. and I still find this kind of weird because, you know, I was raised in a non denominational Bible Christianity that was like only that which is in the Bible matters. And then I was like, mm -hmm. well, but wait a minute, you know, how come our Bible doesn't have all the books? And it turns out there were some other books in the Bible yeah. that got dropped over the years, right? Which is amazing. Yeah. And so is that what you guys mean by bad books? Or do you mean, what? Right. Where is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. And actually part of the agreement we had with, with ancient faith was that, you know, we kind of put the bad in scare quotes. Right. Because part of the reason the podcast exists is we don't think they're so bad. Um. You know, I, I think what basically what we're looking at is we're looking at those parts of the Old Testament that at some point they were written originally written by Jews, but at some point rejected by the Jewish community, and they were preserved by Christians and became a very important part of uh, the Christian scripture uh, for many centuries. And then at the Protestant Reformation, there in those debates, they ended up getting thrown out. Um, so what what Joel Miller and I are trying to do is go through these books one at a time and teach people either for the first time or give someone a refresher of books that uh, they may not have even in their own Bible. But we try to do it in such a way that it's accessible by all. I mean, we we really want this podcast to be not just 
a Bible study for other Orthodox. We want everybody to be able to benefit from it. And so we're constantly giving references to how it illumines the New Testament or, you know, how it sets the stage for Jesus Christ and the apostles in, in a way that I think, goodness, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to know what happened to the Maccabees? You know, if, yes. if you, if you're interested in the gospels, you gotta be interested in the Maccabees. <laughs> what? See, I love your excitement about it and just that sort of natural educational spirit of yours. But I think, too, that, you know, as you say, like, oh, not just for the Orthodox, but the truth is even the Orthodox, you know, like we don't all know all oh, of sure. it. There's so much sure. out there. But it's true that there's this particular way that Orthodox people read the Bible. And we look, yeah. you know, we we look and we see these these echoes of Christ. We see the presence of Christ in books that don't even apparently have Christ in them. And it's beautiful and it's amazing. And I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll be talking to a friend who's not Orthodox and, yeah. you know, we'll get started on some biblical thing. And when you give them kind of the Orthodox understanding of it, they think you're the most amazing prophet that has just dropped out of the sky. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, no, it's really, you know, didn't just come up with that on my own. That's right. That's, it's been that's the along. traditional understanding of this text. Yeah. Like when Christ yeah. opened the scriptures, this is what he gave us. Right. But uh, yeah. it's so beautiful. So you covered Tobit. What other books are you guys reading together? Yeah, so we're right in the middle of First Maccabees right now. So, right. you know, there's heads are rolling and war elephants <laughs> are out and it's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, we we we've got a few more episodes that we've got to do. We've we just released an interview, so we're trying to like the format is basically it is a Bible study, right? But we we try to bring interesting stuff in from either, you know, history or other parts of scripture at the beginning kind of catch you and bring you in with some some other kind of info. And then we segue into the show where we basically go through point by point what happens in the text. Um, eventually, I'd like to see, uh, we, we actually have approval from Ancient Faith, but we've just got to make it happen. Perhaps in future books, we may also be able to include um, a download of the day scripture readings. Um, so basically, we're just trying to tie it, tie it all in, and we're just going to go book by book. Uh, Wisdom of Solomon is next. Um, and, and as far as the order that we're going to do it, when, I guess I shouldn't say book by book. Um, point is, we're not skipping around. We're right. going to go through it chapter by chapter. That's a better way to put it. And then when we're ready for the next book, we bring that in. Um, we're going to try to vary. Tobit, we thought, would be a fun beginning. Um, and, and, Tobit's uh, great. And a nice, I, gentle way in. Yes, Yes, because Tobit's not scary, right? Like right. for those for those in our audience who have not read Tobit, pick it up and it's four chapters. It's so short. It's in an Orthodox if you have an Orthodox study Bible or an Orthodox, you know, it has to be an Orthodox Bible, really, because nobody else has it, right? Well, um, no, the Catholics have it in theirs, and oh, good. Um, it would be in some editions of like Anglican Bibles. Um, mm. You know, actually, one of the best resources I. I have, and I'm not embarrassed to admit this. It's uh, the the Lutherans have put out an edition of the so-called apocryphal books with some study notes, and uh, you know some of the, they have a their Lutheran perspective, but like the academic side of it is very solid. And oh, cool. um, you know they they have so they have all that in there, and they even have some of the extra stuff because there there's also even for us there's some books on the fringes like the books in our in the category I'm calling bad books that the Catholics would call the Deuterocanonicals, um, or some people would call Apocrypha. The list isn't exactly identical. 
and there are even a few books on the fringes that are in other lists. So all that right. can be really confusing if you haven't yes. sat down and worked through it. So Joel and I take like all that confusing stuff I just said, you know, we'll take 10 minutes and break that down at the beginning of an episode on, you know, say Wisdom of Solomon chapter three. So and what are so some of the books that are, bit by bit. what books are more on the margins? Are you talking, is it like the Proto-Evangelium of James or something? Like what is the, are, are no, you sort of saying that different books have different status and it's hard to sort it out a little bit? Sure. So like, uh, like for example, you know, we definitely have first and second Maccabees. Um, do we have third Maccabees? Uh, in some Orthodox Bibles, it's there and some it's not. Uh, oh. So, you know, there, there's some gray areas like that. There's also a fourth Maccabees. I'm not sure that that's in any Orthodox Bibles. Um, oh, so wow. that's, that one's definitely outside of the scope of what we would do. Um, one, one of the favorites that gets mentioned, I think, a lot on Lord of Spirits is uh, Jubilees, and that's not in the canon. That's right. just another text from that period, um, yet the Ethiopian Orthodox have it in their canon. So, um, so, you know, that's a book we're interested in, but that's not really what we're talking about with these. Right. We're talking about the ones that are used in the mainstream Orthodox scriptures and have been for all these centuries. Okay. Excellent. Well, I think I, this is fascinating. And it's really great because the truth is we don't have a lot of resources to study these, especially, you know, for the casual listeners who are like, just want to hear a podcast every week and, and are not ready to sit down and really, really study something. So I think it's, yeah. I think it's wonderful to have this resource so that we can start accessing these treasures that frankly, you know, you're not going to see them on Veggie Tales. You got to learn them a different way. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's but, amazing how much of it is is actually right under our noses, too. I mean, just in the last couple of weeks, we've all seen menorahs out there, um, you know, for Hanukkah. And, uh, or of course, maybe I, my sample size is a little different, too. I'm in South Florida. There's a heavy Jewish population here. but True. There are um, almost none in Texas. But I went to New York and there okay. were a ton. So, right? It just well, depends on where you are. It really does. I'm seeing them everywhere. But it's like, even even though I knew it was connected to Maccabees, until I taught through on the show, you know, I really hadn't dug in as deeply. And so now it's like when I see the menorahs, like I'm thinking about the Maccabees. I'm thinking about the story, you know. I'm thinking about the the battle for the temple to reclaim the temple, you know. Like oh, that's cool. <laughs> it brings a lot of things to life that are under our noses already. Ah, oh, that's excellent. That is very. That's really exciting. I'm looking forward to. It. I got to check it out. I have not been listening, although I planned to. But I've been in a. You know, sometimes we all go through these phases where we're really not learning anything, and I think sure. it's time for me to start learning something again. <laughs> so here well, we go. Dive into the interviews. We have three interviews up so far uh, with with scholars that are much more interesting than us. Uh, so if nothing else, you can dive into those without having to, you know, go through an entire book of the Bible. That's fantastic. Okay, so you're we'll find that ancientfaith.com slash podcasts slash bad books of the Bible. That's probably like right. That? Probably. Um, we we did set up badbooksofthebible.com and if they go there, there's oh, a link cool. to everything. And like Excellent. we have a sub stack as well. So we send out like super great detailed show notes with every show. Uh, but you have oh, to get that perfect. On signing up for the email. 
Okay, great. Well, then I'll put that uh, I'll put that site on our Facebook page for the Everyday Orthodox Show so that people can find it. That is fantastic, and I'll sign up as well because that'll remind me to listen because I need to <laughs> I need to start learning something again. But uh, we actually have another caller, Jamie, and so awesome. Kathy from Illinois is on the line with a question for Jamie. Kathy, are you there? Hi, uh, greetings in Christ. Thank and you Kathy. so much. Hi, Kathy. How are you I doing? Can hear, um, I can hear playback on my end. It's usually the problem from the other direction, but I can hear playback. Oh, you know, if you have any a volume anywhere that you can turn down, it's probably playing twice. You're hearing us through your phone, and you're also hearing us through this show. But uh, oh, what was your okay. question for... Oh. Yes. Well, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm interested in... Um, Jamie's reflections on reconciling the traditionally non-Orthodox musical tropes and techniques and um, like um, uh, chord, chord combinations, combinations of notes that are, for instance, discordant and uh, dynamic variations and... Um, stuff like that, that is uh, part of the world and that became popular kind of precisely because it expressed and also maybe fed uh, the kind of, let's say, nihilism <laughs> that, uh, that is kind of contrary to the orthodox point of view, such that you... I don't think it's quite possible to just eliminate the words that went with this music and either substitute in other words or just leave without words without those sure. kind of musical effects having the same effects on our bodies, <laughs> on, our, on our emotions, yeah. on our impulses. And I'm very interested to hear you talk about that. And I will say... Um, full disclosure, I have not listened to your rap album. <laughs> I've been a little surprised, I'll say, to hear some of the new theme music that goes with some of the new podcasts, <laughs> harsh sure. guitar, discordances, and stuff like that. And I want to yeah. just give you one editorial note. Bad is not in quotation marks in the list of podcasts. It appears to be quotation marks in the album cover type podcast. Sure banner but not in the um not in the list of podcasts and also i wonder if your web address bad books of the bible contains the quotation marks i'm concerned about an orthodox point of view and an orthodox mindset sure. and thank you thanks for your patience yeah. with my very no, uh, thank, question thank you kathy yeah so some some of that i would say is above my pay grade but uh but i do appreciate you being uh, willing to ask me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to answer. And you know, it may even be uh, some of the bad books music that you're thinking of with the discordant sounds. And uh, and I think that's worth commenting on. So I don't I don't know. I don't have like a strong philosophy of of like what particular uh, particular genres or or ways of making chord progressions and things like that. I, I don't have a strong philosophical idea about how that needs to be done in a Christian way. Um, 
I agree with you that there's probably not, uh, there's probably some deeper reflection we need to do than just simply swapping out lyrics. Uh, I think that's the mistake we often make. It seems simpler to just simply, you know, drop the naughty words or something, but it doesn't change the underlying meaning or the underlying um, ethos of the song. Um, that said, music is expressive, and I think it is, uh, it is appropriate at times to be discordant. So, for example, um, I was actually really excited to talk about the music we're doing for the Bad Book show. Uh, what, we're what we decided to do is we're doing a different tune for every book that we cover. Um, Joel and I are working with, with Mike uh, to basically capture what that book is about in the music. Now, he's ultimately interpreting what we're feeling, but we are, we're reading the scripture and we're trying to capture what is, what is in there and then find a music that matches. So with 1 Maccabees, it's a very violent book. It's intense. Um, if you saw a film of it, it would absolutely get an R rating. Um, so we made music that matched. Should we be considering how these books make us feel upon first encounter or should we be wondering how the church would have us feel about these books yeah i th i think it's really just a matter uh, a matter of context right but i don't know if i'm the right person to talk to about it cuz i rap in bars and coffee shops you know like <laughs> i take my music right out into the world now i'm not saying everybody should do that but that's what i do um, my music is not really for the church. The closest that I've ever gotten to performing my music in the church was I did play a coffee hour once, but it was like a benefit. So, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, and I, I don't have a whole lot of, uh, knowledge or, or even really interest in like sorting out like the history of like Orthodox music. Um, for me, I'm right here. I'm in this context. I'm, I'm a guy who grew up rapping. And I still rap, and uh, I try to bring my faith with me. So well, and it is an interesting thing, right? It's that sort of like when you're baptizing a culture and all this. But I, I understand yeah. that idea, though. That right, some music is maybe building the passions instead of fighting the passions, yeah. and and so that's For you know, sure. it's interesting. Maybe it's it's not like it's a necessarily a Lenten tune, but uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that it's an interesting point. I'm, I'm thank Kathy. We're glad that you brought it up, and thank yeah. you for calling. And uh, while we're on the topic of music, I also feel like I can't let you go, Jamie, without talking okay. about Taylor's version. I really feel like there's been a huge thing happening here because you have always been a big Taylor Swift fan. And yeah. I have to confess that I wasn't a big, I was kind of, I was one of those people who just kind of wrote her off because she's a young woman writing <laughs> songs. And, you know, what do young yeah. white girls know? You know, not that I right. wasn't a young white girl once. I'm a nice person. I'm smart. But yeah. uh, you know, she's so great. And I just want to hear real quickly what you think about her because I'm so excited about her re-releasing everything and just you know, taking control of her own music. I think it's so neat. <laughs> what do you think about so, it? So, yeah. So un unfortunately, like I've gotten off the Taylor train a little bit, not entirely. She's just too corporate. But, She's gone corporate. She's yeah, too cool now. She's too you know, popular. Honestly, I used to read all of her interviews before, like even before I was listening to her music, I was reading her interviews because I had a chance encounter with her at McCreary's Irish pub in Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, you know, I didn't actually talk to her, but I was just 
amazed that here's one of the biggest stars in the world spending New Year's Eve. This is her fame was not as big as it is now, but she was well known. Uh, right. Spending her New Year's Eve at like my favorite family restaurant and pub. I just <laughs> thought it was cool. So I started reading her it interviews is. and then eventually liked her music. I have felt like the last few interviews I bought, and it's been a year or two probably, um, she was just, you know, talking about hanging out with supermodels and just stuff that was totally unrelatable. And so I just kind of lost a little bit of that fan charm, but I still love her music and I am very eager for whatever comes out next. So, well, I think, uh, I, I think it's like conservation of fandom. You were a fan and I wasn't now I'm a big fan. You're not so much like, it's just that there can only be so much fan energy for yeah. Taylor well, or she, anybody else. She really is brilliant, and her pop is brilliant. Um, it is, and her new versions are yeah. very good. They're very well done. But uh, all right, I'm well, have to Jamie, check it out. you are going to have to listen to the new Red. It's very good. All right, Jamie. <laughs> Thank you for having me. On. We're going to get in trouble talking for that to you. One. I know it's been great talking <laughs> to you, and uh, I am looking forward to interviewing your wife. Warn her that I'm coming for her. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie, and thank you to our Thanks audience for, for joining us. Come back next Sunday night. We'll meet another Everyday Orthodox Christian. Take care. Mm -hmm.